Hey, welcome to the very first episode of our Silly Bro by Lead Podcast. This is Dr. Lau. In this very first episode, I sit down with Ruben, our head of marketing at Lee, to talk about how do you break into data science, in particular in Malaysia. We're going to discuss about the data science pathway, the skills that you need to become a data scientist, the education level, the salary, and other key qualities that a good data scientist should have. Alright, enjoy the podcast. Now, in our first debut of Data Crunch, we're going to talk a bit about breaking into data science, a career in data science. And today we have Dr. Lau. Now, Dr. Lau is a chief data scientist and also the founder of Lead. So, Dr. Lau, are you ready to answer some questions? Sure. Bring it on, Ruben. All right, great. So, today we have a few questions here that we're going to ask. Uh, these questions are written down and also asked by uh, the students of Dr. Lau and also the comments that we found on Dr. Lau's uh, blog. All right, so I'm going to get right into it. And... Let's get started. So the first question that we have today here is, um, if I don't have any technical background, right, none whatsoever, can I venture into data science? Okay, so this question we get it all the time, not just from my blogs or Facebook, you know, like every time I go for a public talk or so, yeah, students ask me the same thing. So actually, you don't need to have any technical or programming background when it comes to data science. Uh, put, it, put it this way, right? In data scientist field, uh, usually they, uh, we, we, we categorize people into data science, uh, A-type data scientist or B-type data scientist. So A-type data scientist would be somebody more like yourself. So you're already analyzing numbers. You're, uh, your day-to-day job is, already like looking at reports, uh, statistics, like that. So, but uh, B-type data scientist will be more on the, the builder type. So it would be some, someone like myself who comes from a programming background and then who slowly moves into uh, the career path of uh, data science. It doesn't matter whether you have a, a programming knowledge or not. Everybody can learn data science and eventually become a good data scientist. So you talk a bit about type A people and type B data scientists. Yes. So how do I find out if I'm a type A data scientist person or type B? Okay, so uh, it is, it's not like blood test, right? So, <laughs> uh, but basically, if, if you have programming uh, background, so already, you are, already know how to write programs, uh, then you are most likely you are a type B person, so you're a builder. So, for example, people who build a programs, who build a models, and then they, they only they fix it and they start to tweak the parameters, for example. But type A person will be somebody who are already very well-versed in those uh, analytical software like SPSS or even Excel. Uh, but they are not so uh, used to using scripting, for example, to uh, automate their tasks, for example, or they are less into things like databases or ETL processors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that would be one, one of the good ways to determine. Okay, so uh, that's to say people without technical background can actually join and venture in data science, right? But if I'm someone without any uh, formal education, no experience, where's the best place or the best path to get started with data science. Okay, so a lot of people when they come to data science, they'll be like, hey, do I need the degree of that? But data science is a, is a new, new field, right? Before that, it's just a, a concept, put it this way. And within the concept of data science, you have a lot of different things like machine learning, algebra, mathematics, and a bit of programming, a bit of data science, uh, sorry, database skills, for example. So, and when it, when it comes to a degree, right, is they're mostly new. So you don't really have, a, uh, have to have a data science degree per se, but, uh, but ideally, if you have a relevant degree, they'll be good enough. 
if you're talking about degrees. Otherwise, there are a lot of uh, self-learn programs out there or even like boot camps or certification that you can attend. And that will help you to get onto the right track to begin your data science career path. Okay. So I'm really curious, right? So what, what are the kind of salaries that we can expect as a data scientist, whether I'm a junior data scientist, an intermediate data scientist, or maybe the senior uh, chief level data scientist? What are the kind of salary ranges and is it a job uh, that is lucrative enough to go into. You you must have read the article. People tell you that you know data scientist is, is a sexist job of the twenty first century, something like that, right? Um, so let, let's let's start from the top level. So when when they, whenever people talk about chief something, not just chief data scientist, can be a CEO or CTO level. Uh, whenever you're chief level, so you're you're less involved in the dirty work, so you're more involved in the uh, management role. So you you'll be working with a team, and then you manage a group of uh, associate data scientists or junior data scientists. Like in my case. Uh, in iStream, in my, my own B2B companies, uh, we have five to six data scientists uh, for one project in the team. And they are, then you have to manage them and then you have different KPIs and stuff to look at. So usually uh, at chief level, your salary will be looking at like 100 to 150,000 per year in Malaysia, ringgit Malaysia, right? And then if you are in Australia and US, most of the time in the local currency. And if you're looking at a more entry-level data scientist or just data analyst, usually they make a good four to 6,000 on average. Like uh, my students who work in the corporates, their, their average salary is about five to 6K. Oh, okay. That's not too bad, huh? Yeah. All right. So when it comes to data science and, and getting, you know, um, getting employed, right? Uh, won't companies actually ask for a certificate, mm. right? Would they ask for a certificate? And if I don't have a certificate, I don't have a, you know, a college degree or something like that, what then? So usually when I mentor my students or when I train them, right, uh, I usually make sure that they, they build their own portfolio. A lot of the companies when they actually, like especially uh, corporates, when they hire a data scientist, the HR uh, person doesn't really know what sort of question they're expecting. So they're asking for a certificate because uh, they have this uh, culture, like yeah, the minimum requirements to, to enter our company is you need to have a degree. So it doesn't matter if you don't have a the bachelor of science in uh, or bachelor of data science for example or but look at myself for example right my my bachelor degree is in it and then i pick a major of uh, database mm -hmm. and then then followed by my masters and then in phd i focus more on ai and machine learning yeah so more importantly is uh, whenever you attend an interview is you have to show the companies like what are the values that you can bring to the company and you are able to, to do the job yeah, and say back to your question is like uh, if some of my students they, they apply for startup companies, most of the time the degree itself is not really that important. I wouldn't say totally not important, but less important. So it's possible for someone without a degree to actually get a data science job? Yes. Mm. Okay, so we're going to go off for a break right now. When we come back, we're going to talk a bit about uh, the individual characteristics of a good data scientist. See you then. Hey, welcome back to Data Crunch. Now, we're going to go right into our next question. So the next question is, what are some individual characteristics of a good data scientist, right? Uh, I'd love to see whether I can be one. So I want to know whether I'm suited to become a data scientist and what's needed in the market field out there. Hmm, okay, I, I'm sure that you you are, you will be a good data scientist. You fulfill, okay, there are three criteria here. And then the number one is very good in communication. So you All definitely right. uh, feel 
repeat this one. Uh, as, as data scientists, usually you need to communicate a lot with people, not just like normal communication or interpersonal skills. You need to talk to a teammate, not, not those kind of stuff, but you need to communicate with clients to understand their pain points, to find out where, where are the data, what are the things that they're looking at and how to solve their business problem. And then on, at the same time, you also have to uh, do presentations and then tell a compelling stories to your stakeholders, to your audience. So uh, the number one key skills, uh, key characteristic of a good data scientist is a good communication skill. And number two is uh, open-minded. Uh, in, in data-driven culture companies, usually is no longer uh, based on guts, right? Tra traditionally, a lot of companies, a lot of uh, experienced executives, they can use their, their guts to make a lot of decisions. But as the market is mo moving too fast, uh, a lot of the new, new decisions or the... Um, come again. A lot of the decisions have to be made uh, using data-driven approach or more scientific methods. Mm -hmm. So you have to be open-minded to look at data, to think about what is this data trying to tell me? Or what does this data tell us? And then from here, what are the experiments that we can do? What are the hypotheses that we can set? And things like that. So uh, any type of feedback is good feedback. So you have to be open-minded. And then the last one, I think it will be uh, curiosity. So be curious like a, like a baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so anything that... Uh, you can't just look at a graph and say, oh, this is an outlier, or these parameters is affecting the chart, uh, so we should drop it. But whenever there's an outlier, for example, if somebody usually spend about uh, 200 to 300 in every credit card transaction, and then one day he suddenly spend uh, two to 3,000, is, uh, uh, is, that, is that a fraud transaction? Mm -hmm. Or is that something, uh, yeah, is that something that, come again. Uh, right, right, so, so that means, uh, you know, I mean, you're talking about outliers, you're talking about, you know, being very... Uh, so someone who is a data scientist must be, must have good attention to detail. Yeah, that's right. right? So we be very curious about uh, different things that come out. So not just thinking in a very tunnel vision, but it has to be looking at a broader picture. So be curious whenever there's something uh, exceptional that comes out. Something yeah. different, something Correct. out of the norm. Right. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that is good. Now, let's talk about the tools of uh, data scientists, right? So, what are some data science tools uh, used in the current market conditions and um, what should I learn? Okay. So, you mentioned tools, right? So, there, there are more than one. This is a very dangerous question because whenever I tell people uh, whether you should learn Python or you should learn R, yeah, some people will be upset. It's more like chicken and egg thing, right? Uh, but... Uh, I would say Python is, is a more uh, suitable, more popular tool uh, that most of the data scientists will, will be using. And so uh, compared to uh, other enterprise software, as a, as a budding data scientist, they're just trying to enter the field. Uh, Python and R are both open source and free, so you can just download and use it and then try to implement all sorts of models with it. And uh, there are a lot of scientific packages that are already implemented, uh, frameworks are already there, so yeah, it's e very easy to get on track. Hmm. Okay. Um, all right. So we have one question here, which is a very important question. I think a lot of people will actually ask this in uh, any, any situation coming to data science, breaking the data science, right? So the question is, do you have any tips, right, for interview preparation? So let's say I'm going for an interview tomorrow. Uh, what should I prepare? What would, what would the interviewer ask me? Okay, so uh, I think I covered some of that in the previous question as well, is that uh, whenever you go for an interview, the HR or the interviewer, usually they are not 
so clear about the job scope of a data scientist. In fact, most of the time, we data scientists, we know more about data science and then the person that are going to, that's going to hire you, they know more about their company. So I think our role here is, our, our, my advice would be, if you are going for an interview tomorrow, try to take a non-conventional approach rather than just sitting down, asking them what are the salary packages and stuff. I would prefer you to take the proactive approach to ask more questions, right? Ask them uh, what, what are the, the business pain points that you have? What are the business questions that they are facing? How can you help them uh, to save costs? or to make more revenue, for example. And then from there, you show that uh, by using the skill sets that you have, you can actually bring more value to the company. I think this is a, a much better approach rather than the traditional one. Mm, so it's just putting out your value there so the company knows uh, that you are a valuable individual yes, and you right. can help the company to grow their revenues to do all sorts of things. Yeah, correct. Right. Uh, now, very simple question. Any companies that you think are great for applying at? What are some companies which are uh, suitable for a data scientist, a junior data scientist to join or to try attempting to go for? So if you're a junior data scientist or relatively younger data scientist, I would suggest you join a startup company, at least uh, not too new startup, but a funded startup so that uh, they have a lot of data for you to play with. And then, uh, but at the same time, they don't know what to do with those data. Uh, if you are some, someone who is already in the middle of your career, you already know what to do and you are looking for uh, job stabilities and you are, you are comfortable within a corporate environment, mm -hmm. then you can look at different industries like banking, insurance, uh, transport, and also telcos. These are the industries that heavily uh, data-driven. So by joining these, these companies, make sure that you have enough things to do with the data. Some of the companies or some of the corporates, traditional corporates, they do have data, but the data are scattered around. So when you go in, you're you are doing less of a data scientist job, but you spend 80% of the time doing data yeah. gathering, yeah, they, yeah, crawling, cleaning, and you, you, know, you know those <laughs> stuff. Yeah, exactly. And then before you can, you can get to the, the, the actual meat or the actual analytical part. Yeah, so this is a bit of the observation that I found after working at a lot of companies. Well, thanks so much for your you know, answers to these questions we have here. Uh, so what are the other questions that you have that we did not answer here today in the show, right? Uh, subscribe to our Facebook, Subscribe to our YouTube, like our Facebook, uh, connect with us on www.thelead.io. Again, anything else to say, Dr. Lau? Uh, yeah, I think uh, we've covered quite, quite a bit today. So if you have anything, just please leave the message in the comments and then I will see you in the next episode. Alright, see you. Thanks. Alright, thank you for listening and I'm sure that you enjoy and learn a lot from this podcast. Now do let us know if you have any questions or feedback and share this with your friends who want to learn about data science, digital marketing, and full-stack web development. Thank you, and I'll see you in the next episode.